Hey, Top News listeners, this is Luke Garrett. And Megan Cloherty. We're the hosts of WTOP's daily local news podcast, The DMV Download. Don't worry, top news from WTOP isn't going away, but we wanted to drop in and give you a taste of what we're producing, a podcast that goes deeper into the biggest stories of the day. If you like what you hear, head over to the DMV Download podcast and subscribe. It's Friday, September 16th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, the man who police call the Potomac River Rapist is scheduled to go on trial later this year for raping and killing a woman in Georgetown more than 20 years ago. He's also linked to a second rape in D.C. and six others in Montgomery County. Today, Giles Warwick was in court, and John Doman tells us a judge is set to decide whether DNA evidence can be used against Warwick in his upcoming trial. I mean, you can't understate how crucial the admissibility of that evidence is. It's the entire case. The, the prosecutors have a, a long list of expert witnesses they intend to call uh, once this goes to trial, all based on the DNA evidence. Then, are you a pickle fan? We tell you about the local restaurant that's putting pickles on a pizza and how it tastes. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. Luke is off this week. He's accused of murder and a string of attacks in the 90s. But evidence which prosecutors consider crucial to their case against Giles Warwick is in question. He's scheduled to go on trial at D.C. Superior Court later this year for the rape and killing of 28-year-old Christine Merzion, who prosecutors say was abducted off the street in 1998 and dragged into a wooded area in Georgetown where her body was found. Here's the audio from a story that aired on NBC4 after it happened. Sources say the victim was a Georgetown fellow here at the university for the summer. Those sources say the victim was at a party Saturday night with some girlfriends. Pedestrians walking near the key bridge on Canal Road Sunday afternoon found the body lying in a wooded area about 40 feet from the sidewalk. Police say they're not sure if the victim was killed near the site, which is a busy artery. It's shocking a little bit. I mean, not a lot of that happens around here I mean, that you hear about anyway. I lived actually 200, like 200 meters from there last school year, right up on Prospect Street. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's unnerving. It's kind of scary. Um, it's the type of thing where you walk around at night and then you don't really uh, ever get concerned with things like that. At least I don't. Um, it never would have been something that I would have thought about. But it just goes to show you have to be careful. You can't really be by yourself. Now, prosecutors have said that DNA evidence taken by police in Warwick's home down in South Carolina will conclusively prove that he killed Merzion, and it'll link him to other attacks. But Warwick's attorney says that DNA evidence was not legally obtained. We turn now to John Doman, who has been watching this hearing today in D.C. That's still going on, John, as we are talking now. It's been a longer day than we expected. Um, tell us, yes. I mean, what's going on down there, what has happened so far today, and what is the point of this hearing? So typically all of these hearings have been, you know, 15, 20 minutes tops. You sort of status updates, let everybody know how things are going. Yeah. Uh, this is the crucial one, though, because it is supposed to at least determine whether or not that DNA evidence will be admitted in the court or not. Uh, the lawyer for Mr. Warwick is claiming that he felt coerced and, and compelled to give the DNA sample that it wasn't as voluntarily done as authorities might lead you to believe. Mm. And, and so most of the morning has been spent talking about uh, the surveillance process, how Mr. Warwick was surveilled by police in the days leading up to the DNA sample and right afterward, as, as well as uh, 
we've gotten a little bit so far into the detective work and the genealogy involved in trying to, I, I guess, locate Mr. Warwick. Um, you know, the, the tracing of the, of the sample from one of the rapes in Montgomery County and what relative that led to and then how they were able to work from there. What's interesting, too, is it's very likely when this trial goes forward that the judge will not let the jury know about these other um, crimes that he's accused of committing. Right. So it would just be the murder that we're talking about in Georgetown in 1998. But. The DNA evidence, I mean, it's consequential because if this judge decides to not let the evidence in, it would then set a precedent for other cases to come. So, I mean, not only is it crucial to this case, but also going forward. I mean, yeah, this several cases, several, uh, I think six rapes in Montgomery County are are conclusively conclusively linked to this DNA. And then another rape in D.C. as well as as this particular case that he's on trial for. Hmm. They're all linked by the same DNA. And so this is, I mean, you can't understate how crucial the admissibility of that evidence is. It's the entire case. The The prosecutors have a, a long list of expert witnesses they intend to call uh, once this goes to trial, all based on the DNA evidence. So if if uh, Giles Warwick's lawyer can, can win this, uh, it makes it much more difficult for the prosecution of this case to, to go forward. I'm not going to say it's impossible because we don't know, but... From at, at this point, from the, the the way that he was identified to the way he was, you know, to, to the way he was linked and, and, and arrested, it's all hinging on that DNA. We've heard there will be two witnesses called by the prosecution today. Uh, the courts heard from one of them. What are we expecting from the second, John? So the, the first witness was uh, a guy from Montgomery County Police, a detective who kind of leads the surveillance unit uh, that was involved in going down to South Carolina and, and watching him for a little bit. Uh, we, we've gotten a few minutes with a D.C. police detective um, talking about the genealogy involved. That, mm. you know, they, took a, they, they took a sample from one of the rapes in Montgomery County, put it into a public database, and then traced that to a half-nephew of Warwick's. So then they worked up and, and got uh, to the father of, of Warwick. So it turns out that he has five half-brothers. Oh, wow. Um, that, that Warwick was number six, uh, born born to a different mother. I don't, I don't know if it was out of wedlock or something. And that sort of lines up with what the profile would be of the DNA sample of the, the suspect. He was also linked to the some of the areas in Montgomery County at the time in terms of having a business and living in that area. Hmm. So th- there's certainly a lot of connections that the, the DNA sample could lead you to but the the fact that you know his his sample conclusively linked him to the cases uh that's that's the key part right there now we just learned the prosecution is asking to admit uh the sound recorded by police when they were taking that dna sample that's in question down in south carolina um so apparently they're going to play that in court and the judge will decide whether or not that can be admitted as well and possibly use that to determine, you know, whether the DNA can be entered into evidence. But after this hearing, John, and depending on how it goes, what's next in this case? So at this point, we we know that there is a murder trial scheduled to start just after Thanksgiving uh, downtown here at the courthouse. And it's expected to be sort of a, a lengthy trial. Mm. And the goal was to get it in right after Thanksgiving, but then have it finished before Christmas. Um, the, the DNA evidence, again, obviously, like, we, we've said it several times already. I mean, it is the, the key factor here. This was all done through DNA and genealogy. And, and 
there's been a lot said and written about those kind of cases before. Right. If this if this evidence is admitted, it, it makes it a lot a lot more easier for the prosecution to to get their conviction. You know, that's kind of where we are. You know, it, it's going to depend on this hearing and, and how it goes, presuming that we get the answer that we're expecting out of it today. It's hard to, to overstate. You know, he has victims possibly up the I-270 corridor um, and there could be more cases. So, I mean, this this is like sort of the start of, of what might be a long uh, judicial process for Warwick. John Doman headed back into the courtroom to see where this thing goes. And obviously we'll be covering it um, when the trial begins. Yep. And after the break, can you get pickled from a pizza? Apparently, one local restaurant is jumping on the pickled pizza trend. We not only tell you about it, we try it. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like this show, give us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We love hearing from you guys, and your reviews really do help other listeners find this, our area's only in-depth daily local news podcast. And thank you for making us a part of your day. Okay, before we go, first of all, George Wallace is joining us in studio. Hi, Georgie. Hi. All right, so we are um, the proud recipients of a pickle pizza from Pizza Paradiso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's making this face. Okay, so here, let's listen to um, WTOP's Michelle Goldchain put this together so you can hear like the background on the pizza and what it's made of and all that. So the pizza will showcase a slow-cooked brisket. Uh, mustard sauce base, Swiss cheese, a Thousand Islands dressing drizzle, and then homemade half sour pickles. So what did our co-workers think? That is delicious. And it is reminiscent of a Big Mac for me. And I'd go back for a second piece. I'd say surprisingly solid. So it kind of works though, I must admit. I was not too optimistic when I tried it, but yeah, not too bad. I like it. I like it. Okay, so George, I want your take. You didn't try it. Did you try it? No. What? What? What do you mean? Why are you making? I that? wouldn't try it. What do you mean you wouldn't try it? I don't like pickles. I don't like pickles at all. I want nothing to do with pickles. Wow. Is that bad? I, Is that wrong? I didn't. I'm not sure know there that are other people. You. Well, there's a lot that you don't know about me. But that one thing, <laughs> I okay. no, I I take pickles off of everything. Really? Yeah. And and seeing and I love pizza. So if you're going to, there's no way I would have a pickle on my pizza because that's just, that would just not, that's just not good for anybody. Well, right. I was one of the people who didn't like it. Right. Because I was expecting it to taste pickly. But, it, but you it, like pickles. I do like pickles. So you were hoping for the pickly taste. I didn't, I didn't know about the combo. I didn't know about p- pickles on a pizza. I wasn't yeah. expecting to like it. But then I tried it and you couldn't even, it didn't even taste like pickles. It tasted very like mellow. Oh, okay. It wasn't a dill pickle. It almost was like a veggie pizza. Okay, well, that's. Does that change your mind? No. All right. Well, is this wrong? Like, is this is this wrong that I don't like pickles? There are other people that don't like pickles. There are people like I feel like people have very strong opinions about pickles. I th- I agree with that. Just like olives. Yeah. What other? What's another? Cilantro. Oh, that's a good call. Okay. There's a couple foods out there where you're like people feel very strongly. 
For no reason. White chocolate. People feel very strongly uh, about white chocolate. Conversation. Yeah. But pickles, usually, I feel like people are, you know, for the most part, okay with. So you're fine with pickles on? I'm not fine with pickles on a pizza. I didn't really. No, like it. We, we've established that. But oh, burgers yeah. and things like that, fine with pickles. Yes. On. But not pick. What about the dill out of the jar? Huge jar of pickles. Yep. You're good with those too. I'm okay with those. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm glad we we got to the bottom of that. Did we? I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, now people are gonna come at me. How what did you say? Not like pickles? What do you say? Don't at me about the pickles. Don't at me, bro. Yeah. And that'll do it for us on the DMV download for this week. We are sponsored by Steam Fitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Leave us a review and rate our show if you get the chance, and press that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can become a VIP member at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, online at WTOP.com and on the WTOP News app. Have a good weekend.